0: Hello and welcome to the Rigore podcast, hosted by the Scottish-Italian answer to Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. You decide who's who. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, deluding myself Fiorentina can complete a cup double. And I'm joined by my cousin Marco, equally foolishly thinking Venezia can bounce straight back to Serie A. Marco, how are you doing?
1: Good, after after what has happened. Um, yeah. Because the season continues, so very excited for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was just going to go straight into that, Marco, because, I mean, I did sit and watch uh, Moudinezzi against Lazio there, and it was it was not a bad game, On, on as I say, we recorded on Sunday night, not a bad game, a bit of typical Ciro Immobile street smarts to win a penalty that was... Borderline penalty, I suppose, a typical Italian penalty if anyone. So it was a leg dangled out that was then pulled back in, but it was pulled back in too late. For Chiro, he's sharp in these situations. <laughs> and he flung himself over over the trailing toes of Mazina, I think it was. And and the penalty was given. And there was contact there, to be fair. How much, whether it was enough contact to bowl him over, who knows. But if you stick a leg out in the penalty box, in Italy in particular, um, it's almost certainly going to get a penalty. And in fairness to Lazio, I think they deserved their goal. They kind of turned up the heat in the second half. And Udinese huffed and they puffed, but they, they do struggle to go and make the play Udinese, a better counter-attacking team. And that's a result that puts Lazio strongly in contention to get their, their Champions League place that they wanted above um, above a European final. But we'll get to talk of European finals um, later in the pod, but first let's go to the big chat that's dominating Italian football, Venezia's glorious recovery to sneak into 8th place and into the playoffs. How did it all play out on, on Friday night, Marco?
1: Well, I suppose you could say it was it was a slightly, that was good in terms of performance, although uh, I have to say it was a good game. Parma you know, Parma were the other form team in Serie B and you know, if I'm being fair, they probably deserved the win at the end. But it could easily have been a draw. We hit the bar with a with a free kick in the 90th minute. Um, and it was pretty end-to-end stuff. So, it, it, you know, it was, a, it was a good game. It was very tense because you're always keeping an eye on these other results as well. So even though we ended up losing that game to Parma, and Parma wanted the win because it meant that they got to avoid the first round of the playoff games, um, we did manage to hang on, although there was a moment after our game finished, and they, we went to Palermo, who were playing nine minutes of injury time against Brescia, but couldn't couldn't uh, beat them, so they drew two two with Brescia. And more surprisingly, I have to say, although maybe not if you look at the form table, but Pisa lost to Spao who were already relegated, and if they had won, we were we were out of the playoffs. So. Um, You know, I think it just shows how important it is to be in in form at this time of the season. Pisa went off form, we picked up, Parma picked up. We've got there, we're in eighth place, so it's the hardest position to be in for the playoffs um, because any draw puts us out, essentially, (laughs) um, because of where we finished in the league, which is fair enough. So, it's, you know, really this is a free roll of the dice, though, because nobody, even a few weeks ago, thought we were going to be here. And we can still keep dreaming at least for at least for one more weekend.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I noticed that. I mean, conspiracy theorists would say that maybe Pisa didn't want to get promoted because since they got into the promotion spots, their form's been absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. But I mean, these things these things can come and go. And it, it it took I have to say before the round of games was played, I was struggling to see a way. That Venezia could lose, and still end up in the playoffs. because it did look there were so many teams in contention on that final day that it looked like you know you'd have to get at least a point to yeah. in, to make it, and it resulted in that. I, I think it's just another beautifully, typically Italian thing where two teams are celebrating at full time. You know they both get yeah. the result that they the result that they want, the result that they need to sneak in. But I mean for people who don't know how the system works and how hard it will still be for for Venezia to get back to Serie A. What, what, who do they have to play and what, what games would they have to come through to actually achieve that?
1: Yeah, so so it, it goes 5th um, against 8th and 6th against 7th in the first round of the playoffs with those that finished 3rd and 4th uh, getting a sort of buy into the semi-finals as it were. And so um, we play Cagliari away. We did beat them 4-1 earlier in the season in Cagliari. But uh, yeah, we play Cagliari away. And if we were to get through that, then we'd be playing Parma, which becomes a two-legged affair. But we would play at home first so that the team that finished higher has the advantage uh, of playing the second leg at home. Um, And as I say, if there is a draw... You know, if it comes down to a draw, then uh, the, the the league positioning is what matters yeah. at that point. So it's very, very tough. Um, but, you know, if if we... Honestly, even against Parma, who I did think deserved the win probably, we played well, we could have scored goals. With Palo we've got a man that can score at any point. Um, so I don't think we've got anything to lose. And if we could give Cagliari a shock, then Parma although the beaters wouldn't wouldn't fancy us really as uh, over even over two legs uh, you know it would have been better much better if we uh, to be honest if we were in the half with Sutiro um and at one point it did look like we were going to get them and i think we would have stood a better chance against them but we'll we'll wait and see how it happens
0: I mean, it's it's amazing that you've got to this point. So that in itself is is something special. But it is it's a grueling schedule that's in store. I mean, that all kicks off. Is it? Is Friday the first one you play on Saturday? We play on Saturday,
1: yeah. Um, But then, yeah, it's basically every three or four days. I think the games. So it's a it's a relentless schedule. So even that it goes against you. You know, if if you finish lower down the league. Because Parma at least have a few days off and Barry as well, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's to do. We did it from fifth place before, so we have, you know, a couple of seasons ago, we did still have to play these this extra game before you get into the semi-finals, and we managed to do it that time. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll wait and see what happens. It it would be it would be brilliant, but obviously it's the it's the battle of this of the Serie B star strikers Laffaudula against. And Paulo, eh.
0: Oh excellent. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean I was gonna say you've got you've got a striker. He does his hitting the bar after the game's over, doesn't he? <laughs> <case>. So <laughs> exactly. that's that's a good man to that's a good man to have as as well. I mean, any sympathy for Barry who, you, you know, finished third there and but will still have to come through two rounds of playoff game. I always feel a degree of sympathy for that team. You know, playoffs are great. I mean, obviously, they're great for a Venezia fan, and they're great for a neutral because they do produce amazing football. There's just no two ways about it. You watch these games you know, in England where yeah. a 4-0 a deficit gets overturned. You watch in Scotland where they knock seven bells out of each other and it finishes, I don't know, 9-7 or something. You know, there's always there's always talking points. There's always excitement. But, it, I mean, it, do you feel taking off your Venezia... Hat for a minute any sympathy for for Barry who've clearly been the third force in Serie B this season, but will now have to win you know a couple of semi final two and a final to actually
1: get promoted. I mean not massively because that's the rules. You know, like we all go into the season and we know what the what the position is, and there is there is a rule that says, and I think this had caused confusion to a lot of people on Friday night because it was. I was answering this for a, to a few people on Twitter but there is a rule that says that if you if the third place team finishes i think 14 or 15 points ahead of the fourth place team then they get automatically promoted so um you know if you can if you can walk away with third place then you're going to you're still going to um Get the automatic promotion, but the playoffs is a thing. It's what everyone knows is going to happen, and as you say, from a certainly from a neutrals' point of view, it makes it an exciting, exciting end to the season. Um Because you've got the playoffs, then you've got the playouts at the other end of the table as well. So, yeah, still lots of football to go. Absolutely,
0: and I mean, in talking about exciting football, let's go back a bit to and sort of forward a bit too, I suppose, but back to. Europe in midweek with the a, a night of heart palpitations for me with the with Fiorentina against Basel where they were they were in they were out they were shake it all about and then with the last kick of the the last kick of the game they secured um, that their first European final in thirty three years I think it is. Um, I mean, a great night for a for a Fiorentina fan, obviously. From from your point, what do you think Fiorentina deserved to to get to that final?
1: Oh yeah, like I watched it. I was sort of trying to watch all three uh, Italian teams on Thursday night, but the Fiorentina one was the the one that pulled you in the most, um, and they deserved the win on the balance of play, on the chances created, on everything. But it was just one of those games where you wondered, was it was it going to happen? Because, you know, they dominated, they got the goal and then uh, let Basel equalise in a stupid manner. And it looked like that could be, could be you know, the fatal blow. But fortunately they came back and then, as you say, last kick of the game, Barak um, came on and, and finished it really well. I thought it was a good finish into the far post and obviously madness ensued on the pitch but <laughs>
0: and in and in my head <laughs> yes
1: indeed but you know I, I think they totally deserved it and it sets up what could be a, a really good game against against west ham in that final so you know that a lot of people mocked the conference league um, but it's delivered you know last season it delivered pretty good games and a good final and this season it's it's got you know fiorentina west ham is a, is a, going to be a, a game to watch so um it will be an exciting one, and I think they totally deserve to be there. Yeah,
0: and it's two teams that haven't played a European final for a long time as well. I mean, West Ham even longer than than Fiorentina. So yeah, no, it was it was a funny. I mean, Basel were a curious side because they were just they they never they never let go. It was like a nuisance sort of wee terrier yapping mm. at your heels, really. Because the first leg Fiorentina went ahead, and but. Basil didn't change their game plan at all. They were happy to sit in and counter-attack. And they got two goals a bit, you know, they were actually very sharp on the break, to be fair to them. Fiorentina were a bit calamitous at the back and were going out. So, But actually, what happened over those two legs of football was Basel only really attacked for about 45 seconds. Yeah, no. Out, I Out and out, an out yeah. attack. Um, in the very dying seconds of the second leg of that game because it was all going really according to script for them for the vast majority of the game. They weren't bothered about going a goal behind in Florence and as that proved to be quite right not to be bothered because they came back to win and Fiorentina kind of didn't know what to do, I think, when they were were 1-0 up, whether to push on for more. And then the game again, as you... Summarised perfectly, you know, Fiorentina got themselves back into the game by going ahead. Then Igor threw them back out of the game by getting completely bamboozled. But again, another nice finish by the, the Basel forward. Um, but again, that was putting them through. And even at 2 1, uh, I mean, I think it was safe to say that if there was a team playing for penalties, it was certainly the home team in mm-hmm. that game. They seemed to be. Have run out of energy, and they also they do have a very good goalkeeper, um, you know, and they seem to be heading as if that you know that'll shoot us fine until Barak scored, and then as I say that gave them, I was maybe exaggerating with forty five seconds; it was maybe about a minute and twelve seconds of out and out attack. So it felt like uh, I mean I would say this: it felt like justice was done over the over the two legs, and Fiorentina got there, and with with all. Respect to Basel, I think certainly not. Not probably in recent times they've got a much bigger um, European record. But historically, Fiorentina still, and, and it makes them the first team to play in all four European finals. As a, which is a, as a very, I've said before, it's a very Fiorentina sort of fact. That I mean, you know, they've only won one of them, but you know, they've played in they've played in four of them. So it, that's a, a special moment. But other issues already at hand: the Coppa Italia final with Inter on um, on on Wednesday, and Inter warmed up for that with a a three one scalping off a Napoli. I mean, but if any man carries the can for that, it's probably Roberto Galliardini. I would, yeah, I would say. <laughs> I mean, did you watch that game? Yeah, no, I, I, so I saw what... the
1: highlights. I didn't watch it, but yeah, it, 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 you know, I, I I do wonder whether Inter. Um, you know, first of all it was good having said what I've said about Napoli in the past few weeks to see Napoli back on song a bit and, and showing us why they're the champions again Galliardini didn't help Inter at all but Inter I think have their eye on two very different prizes and there's no real danger of their champion, them losing their Champions League spot I don't, I don't think particularly with a, another court ruling incoming I suspect about Juve so um, I think you know, it was a great, great performance by Napoli. Good result, but I don't think this is going to damage Inter's morale too much to to have lost that game like that.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: No, I mean that nah, it, it was the
0: same. I didn't even mention Fiorentina's game today. So, so cause mm. they, they, I mean, Fiorentina changed even more. Inter had some what you would call first team um, players, and uh, Fiorentina literally had maybe maybe one first team player it was it was very much a second string and drew with uh, drew with Torino not much to report from that game but in the same way I don't think that says much about Fiorentina's prospects in the cup final because it will be a completely different team and you know, I think um, if if Simone and Zaghi did see to Galliardini, you know, go out there and play your way into my team for Wednesday night, he certainly, <laughs> he certainly messed up. He certainly messed up that script. You and you could see when the players came off the bench. I mean, Di Marco came off the bench late on and set up a goal, which was an equalizer at the yeah, time, yeah, which it would have been quite a you know for Lukaku clearly. Um you know sort of the contract year thing or whatever is is Lukaku's mind now is focused on playing in you know he'd be a terrifying prospect for Fiorentina midweek if he starts, or you know the thought of him coming up against Igor for example would keep me awake for the next for the next three nights, just uh, just thinking about that but but projecting further ahead um than that Marco. Have Inter got any chance? The steamroller of Manchester City, the, the, the team that's just officially become Champions of England for the the fifth time in sixth year. Um, let's not mention all the financial investigations. Oh, go on. Let's mention all the financial <laughs> investigations that are going on with Manchester City, you know, that have surely helped power them to this dominance. Do Inter have any hope against the might of the Premier League in that Champions League final.
1: Well, I mean, obviously they're the underdogs. I don't think they are uh, they should be as written off as, as the English football journalists were doing in the papers this week. Um, it's a it's a single game. Inter have sh- anxiety shown that he knows how to manage in a, in a cup competition. Um, and Inter, as we've said before, have a have a good squad they're a good squad of players they're not man city level of squad but they're a good squad these are good players experienced players who know how to play in a final so um it'll be uh, you know if man city come out and play the best that they can play then probably they win a game easy but i wouldn't be writing inter off at all and if they can keep it reasonably tight to begin with then you know anything can happen i suppose and so you're
0: keeping my hopes alive that Dumfries could become the first Scottish town to win the Champions League. <laughs>
1: indeed, yes, indeed.
0: <laughs> That's excellent news. Excellent news. I, I mean, a quick mention then, since since we've we've sort of given Inter's European prospects a a mention and Fiorentina's. What about Roma? I mean, Juventus balls things up um, in Juventus style, um, and Allegri keeps blaming everyone else but himself um, but Roma did make it did make it through in the I most Mourinho
1: style in the body. most
0: Mourinho exactly yeah uh-huh, Yeah. I mean can that can that you know I, we we don't oh, well generally don't load that particularly as a style but it has got the job done and it does give them their their second you know back to back European finals which you know if you win this, you go to the Champions League as well. You know it would be an incredible. I mean, imagine he did that. Yeah, if no, he was I'd to like to take it. a team think... Conference League to Europa League to Champions League. Then, then what can you say? You know, you might not like it. It might not be that great to watch at times. But you know, what what are their prospects with with Sevilla, who are a team of habitual winners of that trophy? Yeah, Sevilla
1: have something. You know, there is something about them in that trophy, which is you know even against Juve, I thought actually in the second leg, U V, from what I saw of it, anyway, U V played p- pretty well. Although they were lucky not to give away a couple of penalties, but um, and you know, it, it was just one of those games that that went against them in the end. And I think Sevilla will come at Roma, but Roma are pretty solid, and if they if they can get some of their players that have been injured, you know playing a bit more like Dybala and stuff like that then that, that will help and again I I wouldn't write them off by any means I'd, and they might be slight Sevilla might be slight favourites I would have thought for that but I don't think it's like the sort of gulf between City and Inter in that in I, that. I point. think that's
0: the closest one to yeah. call in in my eyes I mean I'd say although, although West Ham sit lowly in the Premier League I'd still make them favourites for the the conference league, just the the might of that league is is so great that, you know, if you think of what Fiorentina's record signing is and it would be loose change to um, a premier side money isn't everything but is a big factor. I think to me the Roma Sevilla one is the is the closest cause Sevilla do have this some out way of sometimes of as you say, not playing particularly well at times or just hanging in a game and somehow they always seem to find it, and that you know, if it happened once, you'd say it was luck. But when it's happened yeah. so many times, you have to say they they know what they're doing. There's something in a different manager doesn't seem to matter. They just have a, a, a appointment with that trophy. But if anyone likes messing up those kind of stories, it's definitely Jose Mourinho. And you know, Roma, we've said it about their league form. They really underperformed in the league for the squad they've got. They've got some. Nice, nice players. They've got a good squad. They're a strong squad. Quite a lot of depth to it, really. Um, you know, so there's no reason why they can't win. I think, as I say, to my eyes, anyway, taking off the Viola blinkers briefly, I think they've got the best, the best shot of the of the three Italian teams to to lift the trophy.
1: Yeah, but I mean, no matter what happens, it is so refreshing and exciting as a as you know an Italian football fan to see. To have a team in every final is is incredible, and it gives us three games to watch. Yeah, okay, maybe against us in in two of those at least, but it we're it has to say something about the strength of the league that that we've got these teams in all of these finals and got other teams deep into these competitions as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and it
0: does also. I mean, I know that I think I've chirped on about this before, but let me have a last, a last dig at Lazio there. That you know, they were their fans. What I mean, they won that game against Udinese. They almost certainly finished top four, but what they won't have is this postscript to a season. Yeah. I, I, and they were eminently capable, I think, of making it to a final if they'd put their eggs into. Now, I, I mean, maybe, maybe football fans are more. Pragmatic than I think, and they think you know we're happy, you know, happy with the money that we get from finishing second and getting into the Champions League. See if it is second, may not be, but you know the money we get for finishing top four and getting into the Champions League makes me happier. It builds for the future. Blah blah blah. I, 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 that's not the kind of football fan I am. I'd rather finish in seventeenth place and survive by the skin of my teeth, but. Go to a, go to a cup final and have a shot at lifting a trophy, and I know is that is that how you feel too, Marco?
1: Yeah, I think so. And also, I think you know, not to be too cynical about it, but like, let's see, you know, Lazio might want to be in the Champions League, but I suspect it's not going to be easy for them next season, and it might end up that they end up in a group where they end up, you know, getting beaten most of those games, and then it was a miserable it's a miserable time as a fan when that's happening and you've not even had the chance to, as you say, lift a trophy. So, yeah, personally, I would always want my team to try in every competition that they're in. Um, I get what Sari was saying about depth of squad and all this sort of stuff, but, you know, why not? Would it really have made that much of a difference to take that competition seriously? I really doubt it. I doubt it too, and I don't really buy that they don't have the depth of squad to do it. When you see the teams
0: that have... Made it, you know, Fiorentina made it to the final yeah. they don 't have a they don 't have any more they oh, I suppose they 've sacrificed their league prospects. you could see um, that but uh, anyway, as you see, biggest thing it 's a great year for Italian football, whatever happens if they left none of them they 'll still have done well if if they left one, two, or three, then that would be that would be absolutely fantastic and we at the Rigori podcast will be following them we'll be following them all the way. But I mean bigger fish to fry next week, back with the the outcome of the Serie B playoffs and, you know, probably me crying into my spaghetti <laughs> over over another over another lost Copa Italia. But, you know, if not, hopefully turning back the clock more than twenty years. Since Fiorentina won the Coppa Italia, Rui Costa was uh, was part of that team, which shows you just how long ago it was. So, fingers crossed for the for the old viola from from me. But anyway we've wittered on we've withered on enough getting excited so this is I was calling this like the dreams the dreaming <laughs> yes, special exactly. I call this the dreaming special because we'll probably have both come back to earth with a bump in 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 the not too distant future but for now let's savour it let's enjoy it this is what makes football this is what makes football enjoyable especially when you're um, a follower of a smaller team that doesn't always get to to these sort of post-season delights. So please, if you've enjoyed listening, share, like, um, tell your friends, even Juventini and we'll be back in a week's time with more of the same.
1: And two victories, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Indeed, indeed. (laughs)